Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Tell It To Me Straight podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, I just want to give you a simple reminder. Share us. Leave us a review. Send it to a friend. I don't know. If it if this episode resonated with you, which I always believe they will, please, please, please do us a favor and help us grow by just telling someone, anyone about us. I mean, like almost like a virtual little card. Just pass it around. You know what I mean? <laughs> with that said, I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Other than Ryan, you guys know Ryan. Um, and uh, yeah, let's just get on into it. Ready? Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Tell It To Me Straight podcast. I almost said our old podcast. God bless it. Rest in peace. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, me and your boy Ryan doing our thing. Hi, babe. How are you? Your hair looks so good. Thanks. You're welcome. She did a really good job. She did do a good job. My hairstylist came over and bleached my hair and cut Ryan's hair. It looks great. I love it. Thanks. I haven't washed since. It, so. I, it's doing something yeah. for you. Anyway. <laughs> Guys, joining us today is one of my absolute favorite human beings, for real though. So I was just actually telling her before we started the podcast of why I started um, following her. And I think you guys will all want to head over to TikTok. That's where, well, and she, she's on Instagram too, but um, I fo follow her, found her, excuse me, God, whilst I get it together, I found her on TikTok. And it's the way she presents herself. It's the way she communicates. It's the way she's humorous. It's the way she is. You guys, I want to introduce you to my friend, Ashley Freeman. That's how you say your last name, right, Ash? Yep. Yes. Ashley Freeman. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and just, you know, talk yourself up. Tell the people who you are. Oh. Tell them what you stand for. Tell them your degrees, girl. Tell them everything. Go ahead. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for the introduction. I'm so excited to be on uh, this podcast. I was telling Melissa and Ryan before we started that this is my very first podcast. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, but yes, like Melissa said, my name is Ashley Freeman. Um, so yeah, she met me through TikTok. I post very generally like health, fitness, nutrition, human science information on TikTok. Also trying to get it um, a little more on Instagram also, but um, a little bit about my background. Um, so I have, a, my, I have my master's of science in a, a health and human physiology. And so what that means is that I've spent six, close to eight years studying just how the human body works. I've always had just such um, a fascination with the function of human body, the function of the human body, how things um, work and how they work together. Um, so I came in um, in undergrad, I got my bachelor's in human physiology and originally was working in healthcare. So I worked as a nursing assistant um, in an inpatient cancer unit um, and just really developed just a passion. Yeah, like I said, for like how the human body works, also cancer development, science, human function, things like that. Um, I, and after I got my degree, I spent a couple years working full time um, as a nursing assistant and then um, eventually went to grad school, which is what I just graduated with this year. So I got my master's of science in health and human physiology. Like I said, um, I worked as a teaching assistant. So I got to help teach human physiology as well as nutrition and health. Um, and then I also worked, um, I did research there. So we studied um, a muscle wasting disease in the context of cancer. It's something called cancer cachexia. Um, and so that my just these past couple of years in grad school felt like the, just the perfect mixture of 
everything that I've done in life so far and all of like my biggest passions of, I got to like, so like I said, I worked in, in nursing um, with cancer patients. And so getting to come to grad school and do cancer research and, you know, ha having seen the real life side of things to then be able to come um, and, and publish some research through that was, was really exciting. Um, I also got to work as a teaching assistant. So teaching and just sharing, um, about the human body and how it works is just like my favorite thing. Um, and so then how that kind of got connected to TikTok and why I'm doing that now is once I got to grad school, I had a such a deep appreciation for how hard, and like what I say is like how hard like people in the research field like break their backs every day to create such, it's, it's so hard to create good knowledge and to publish research, um, to publish high quality research and to be able to say like, hey, this is how we know that this works because we just spent five years trying to like do this project kind of thing is like, I realized how difficult it was to actually, you know, say correct things you know, and then I, I come home from school, have dinner, jump on TikTok, and then I'd see some people with their shirts off shouting about potato chips. And all of a sudden, <laughs> tens of millions of people believe them. And like, it, it would drive me crazy every single day. And like, <laughs> I'm just like, I want to tell everyone like how it all actually works. Um, yeah. And so I eventually, I posted my first video back in December of 2022. So just, um, yeah, last last December, um, I kind of came in swinging. I came in with a big attitude. And I think that's why a lot of my videos were getting traction of, at first. I, I kind of tried to like chill out since then. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's so coming full circle just with my, my um, background in science and how I've learned what it takes to actually create like evidence based knowledge. Right. Like and then coming on TikTok and seeing how that just kind of got destroyed. This is just my attempt in trying to like kind of bridge the gap between what you see on social media and then what what you know what the research field is like. <laughs> well, and I'm glad you talked about those things because when I found um, Ash, it was because someone stitched her, and the way she responded to the stitch was so amazing. And um, I like to follow very like evidence based myth busting things because the thing that bothers me the most about social media and i'm sure you can relate are the people who are like don't eat this seed oil it's going to kill you don't have fructose you're gonna die tomorrow oh my gosh if you can't pronounce it you shouldn't eat it and i feel like that's such a fear-mongering tactic and that really oh, yeah. bothers me um, oh. because i think you can have understanding and education that like hey and large amounts of this product you may see this, right? In large amounts of aspartame and large amounts of fructose, whatever it may be, this yep. may happen to you. So just be mindful of it, right? But then mm -hmm. there's the people who are like, you see this, this, I don't even know which <laughs> bar that guy did. You see this bar right here? Yeah, it has this. It'll kill you. Don't give it to your kids. You're going to die. You're going to die. And I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. And then people genuinely believe that. And then when, like, I'm sure you follow Dr. It's, but when you like go to Dr. It's profile and he like does a video explaining things, people are like, oh, you're, you're just paid to promote these things. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to help you not live a fearful yeah. life. Right. Yeah. So with that said, what are what are your thoughts when it comes to people who, I, I mean, here's the thing in the, in the day we day and time we live in not everyone has degrees but everyone wants to act act like their experience is enough to qualify for a degree so when you see people come on and they're trying to say like what's the most latest one we've seen the one about like oatmeal i don't even want to give that guy any credit have you seen the video about the oatmeal like yeah how oatmeal yeah. is just so bad for you and you shouldn't be ingesting it like 
how what are your thoughts with those type of things yeah um so just very generally they, they drive me crazy completely disagree with like with their approach and i think i have a, a difficult time so the the guy that's talking about oatmeal it, it's hard because he has he has a degree like i i well, at least one of them, he's like a physician. And so things like that, I think just adds all the more confusion. Cause now it's like, you know, no, now you have like two professionals in the field who aren't going to, who are going to tell you like completely different things. And I think, you know, there are things like that that just add to the confusion, but I think, um, a majority of those types of fear mongering videos, I think are people who don't have a science background and have like a more business approach to like whatever they're trying to sell. And so for that, I think it is very flawed. And I think that they, it, it's, it's very clear how much of like, how like much of they lack understanding of the complexity of human physiology, um, as well as just like how science works and how, um, you know, like ingredient dosing works and things like that. Um, what else was I going to say? I think in this, uh, well, maybe this goes along with the theme of your podcast. I was going to say, this might be a little harsh, but I think just like straight up, it's people like not wanting to do hard things. It's like, it's so hard to sit down and find high quality research that actually means something to humans. It's so much easier to go off and like to find a sentence on Google and then make like a scary video with your shirt off and get millions of people to believe you, right? Like the kind of like those, those fear mongering things do. The, the fear mongering people do. Um, and then when someone comes out, well, someone like Dr. Ids responds to those videos with like, I can't imagine how much time goes into like the kinds of videos that he creates. But then when you have those people responding and be like, oh, well, you're just funded by this. Oh, you're like funded by this. It's that's like, it's so easy to just remove the responsibility from you and just pretend that like what they said isn't like actually high quality information. I just right. think they no one wants to like use their brains and do something hard which is like that's might be a little harsh but that's like how i feel sometimes with a lot of these no that's exactly the, they... the, the point of our podcast because i absolutely agree i i think like you said if i go onto google right now and i were to type up like um three ways to lose 10 pounds in a week right like i'll get all the healthline articles all the things i can even probably go on tiktok and see yeah. all the detoxes and um you know, just millions of things, right? Versus actually going on and reading. And then, and then I can even make a video, right? Like, oh, this said it'll work like lemon water every single day. And that's all I have. 10 <laughs> pounds easy, right? And then I'm making a video and I'm like, oh my God, you guys want to lose 10 pounds? Let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you the benefits that lemon water gives you first of all, right? From this <laughs> yeah. one article I read on healthline.com. Okay. Yes, and then yeah. someone else comes in like you, right? And you're like, so actually, if you were to like read this research article where, you know, they had these 10 women do this type of detox, it actually came out to have catastrophic effects. They ended up gaining all the weight and more back because they were so limited in calories. But then people mm -hmm. are like, but no, but it worked for her. So like, it's good. Oh, She's yeah. fine. She didn't yeah. die. And it's yeah. like, it's yeah. much easier to believe the one thing that seems like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Right. Like to some people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like simple answer like okay if i just don't eat until 1 p.m i'll have my dream body you know what i mean like yeah. It, yeah. it's the thing that a lot of people miss i think is that fitness and health human like just fitness and health basically is nuanced so it's mm -hmm. like there's so many answers to the same question and so like mm -hmm. one answer is not just the only answer. So like, and, and there's exactly. a why behind everything. So, mm -hmm. um, I would be curious to like, 
how if if I'm a person that doesn't know anything and I'm coming in and watching scrolling through TikTok and I see all these videos, how do you mm -hmm. spot bullshit? <laughs> how, yeah. how would you spot bullshit if you were someone who knew absolutely nothing? That's oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think the easiest things I can think of right away is the people who use language like never do this. This will always do this. Like this is words. So like things that are very like um, night and day or like black and white, like people who speak in absolutes and black and white. And then also yeah. it's something that I have such a problem with because like you get like be eaten alive if you speak like this in the research field. It's like um, people who speak who like lack such precision and detail when they speak. So like I think of, I wrote lots of papers in grad school and I'd spend so much time like trying to give as much detail as possible. And like my mentor would be like, that doesn't make sense. Give more detail. I'm like, I try, you know, like, so it's, you have to. <laughs> so like the, like kind of going back to like what it takes, you know, in that, that evidence-based world, like the world of research and the evidence-based world of like, you have to be so intentional with how you speak and give like so much detail. And so then when you're when you're scrolling through TikTok and seeing people say such vague terms like toxins and inflammation and like what are the other like buzzwords? Um like things Cortisol like levels, hormones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the things like endocrine disruptors. Like, do you know what an endocrine system is? And do you know like how like <laughs> they communicate how all of our hormones like where they get secreted from, the levels at which they're in their blood, like what time of day they get secreted. Like, cause I think, um, yeah. So just what people who speak in very vague, so coming full circle, I could go on a tangent, but yeah, people um, speaking in very, very like vague words and like where you read it or, or where you're watching it and you're like, I don't really know how this makes sense, but okay. But like, unless they can take the time to explain to you and break it down in detail, um, which is what I try to do, uh, then I don't think it like, I wouldn't put a lot of confidence into what they're saying. I think too, and, and you tell me what you think. I think you have to look at the profile and like understand like, are they trying to sell you on something? Like, what is their mission? Or like, because there's that that video you did um, about weight loss. I was gonna. This is a perfect introductory into weight loss. So you did the one about the girl who talked about just being in a caloric deficit and then that other girl stitched her and tried to bring <clears> up uh what model was that the, the carbohydrate, carbohydrate model insulin yes. model obesity yep right and so she kind of went into detail i feel like sometimes they pick and choose which parts they're going to talk about in their videos that support their yeah. statements and her her profile i have nothing against it but it's very like <clears> weight weight loss it was like no weight loss or what is the word like weight loss shame like don't try to lose weight yeah um it wasn't even like body positivity. It was more like stop the dieting, stop, stop this. It was her yeah. that was her page, right? Like be be yeah. okay with being fat and stuff, which is great. Like I'm not trying to sh throw shade. I'm just saying that was I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to say that that was the theme of her profile. And every individual on TikTok or on Instagram who's an influencer tries yeah. to have a theme of what their main <clears throat> message is. Like mine is, you know, weight loss, PCOS, motherhood, right? That's like mm -hmm. me because I have PCOS, I'm the mom, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, yeah. with that being said, like how, how would you go about, I guess, double, how do I, how do I put, I'm trying to figure out how to question this. 
-hmm. If I'm on Instagram and I'm trying to lose weight and I see a girl stitch that video, that might make me feel discouraged (laughs) of, okay, well, she's saying it's not a caloric deficit. A majority of other people are Mm -hmm. telling me it's a caloric deficit. So like your opinion for the person who maybe feels confused, how would you tell them to like reference it? Would you tell them to like go and search for like ask a question to someone who is talking about a caloric deficit? Would you tell them Mm -hmm. to go research it? Like what would you say to do? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think, um, well, first kind of like what you guys were talking about, I have, so a lot of people, the people with those types of profiles or themes who are like anti-diet or anti- that's the word weight I was loss. looking for. Yeah, yeah, anti-diet. What I have, like, I, I have a lot of empathy because I'm sure, you know, when you're trying to lose weight for so long and it, and it feels like nothing's working because it, it can be really hard to, to stick to something like that. Like, it can be so emotionally draining and emotionally damaging for some people. So I totally, and I know you feel the same way, like, feel, feel for that. With that said, it still doesn't go against, like, you know, what the fundamentals of energy balance and what we know drives weight loss. And so um, I actually had a a little back and forth, like a healthy like discourse with that creator after I posted that video. And so I think for the person who is trying to figure out not like who is right, but but what's the right like frame of thinking to have is to have someone who like understands the nuances or understands quote unquote, both sides or the, the nuances of, okay, yes, at the end of the day, it is calories in, calories out. But let's talk about how things like, you know, um, fluctuations in your insulin and in your other hunger levels can affect, can hugely affect your drive to eat, which massively affects your calories in as well as your overall energy, which affects your calories out. And so kind of, so in, in my video response to her, I showed people like, this is, this is how she responded, which to the general population makes you think that like you're pinning these two sides against each other when, and then I kind of showed how that paper actually has, um, it kind of misrepresented what we think the carbohydrate insulin, like what the model of obesity already is like, um, we, yeah. So there's, it's just a lot more complicated than that. So I think I was going to um, say, you can talk on that if you wanted to. It okay. sounded like you wanted to talk on it. So go yeah, ahead. Okay. Sorry. I didn't want to just tell me if I'm like blabbering too much, but I think um, oh, no. this, okay, this, this paper was, um, so this paper that she showed the carbohydrate insulin model of obesity, um, I'll have to, I wish I had it with me. I, I read through it, but it, it kind of sounded like they, that paper assumed that what, um, what people already know as like the framework for obesity. Um, it, it thinks that like, we have a really simplistic view. It's just, Oh, they're just eating too much, which like, that's not what we already know about obesity is like, they're like energy balances at the center of it, but we know there are differences in, in like hormones, which directly affect your calories in and your calories out. So it's not that it overrides it, but they can contribute to it. And, but like understanding that is so complicated uh, and it's, it's really, it's very complex. Um, and so I think when I, um, responded to that video, when I made that video, the, the original creator who show, who flashed that like paper saying, cause, oh yeah, her words were energy balance is hundred percent wrong. Like, no, it's not. No, it, it is energy balance at the end of the day, but yes, we, yeah, yeah. But yes, we can talk about how, you know, simple carbs and, and insulin spikes can affect our hunger and our drive to eat and our calories. in. you know, like 
it at all it's it's just like it's all just working like this all the time is what it feels like there's like there's so many moving parts to it um and so she responded to my video and she's like yeah honestly like you got me on my lack of nuance like i i didn't mean to pin these against each other and it's like okay well when you flash the article and say that the other person is 100 percent wrong like it's it, that's what um even if that's not the intention she had that was the impact that she had and so then there are people who you know will walk away thinking oh it's like not calories and therefore like i'm never gonna win if that makes sense right yeah so maybe and what i get from kind of that story is if you're a person you're watching videos and you're you know trying to understand things i think the way that she responded to the first video was pretty clearly an emotional response where yeah. it's just like i'm emotional so i'm going to be passionate and say like this is 100 percent wrong and i'm sick of people saying that it was like the yeah. straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> for her right yeah because she saw that video and she was sick of it and she wanted to bring up this paper so maybe mm -hmm. even if you're somebody that's watching things like just maybe take a step back every now and then and just think about like everything that you've just watched you know what i mean yeah. instead of maybe yeah. mindlessly watching and believing and watching and believing and watching and believing it's like okay well what problems could there be with whatever this person said whether it's me whether it's melissa yep. whether it's you whether it's whoever and think about how it affects you and think about how your body works do you even know like for example i didn't even i have hashimoto's disease i didn't mm. even know until like uh, two um, weeks ago yeah like, <laughs> like, a, a, like month a month ago. ago yeah so like i had no idea because oh, wow. i'm not hypothyroid i just have the trait my antibodies are just, just get really elevated sometimes mm. and so it's like instead of just being like okay this is my sentence and now like mm -hmm. a caloric deficit doesn't work for you work for me. it's like no let me understand what this disease does and how it affects me how do i put off at least you know delay or mitigate getting hypothyroidism and like what things set me off like, what things put me in this state of mind what foods do I eat and I notice I'm up on the scale the next day? You know what I mean? What affects my mood? And so I think a lot of people don't take the time to understand themselves and understand like what their actual goal is mm -hmm. and how to navigate through the weeds of all this information and misinformation yep. to <clears throat> get something productive out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're up. That's something big. Like I think that's how you know if you have a good coach too is a coach that's willing to help you understand yourself better because like we've talked about at the end, when it comes to weight loss and the reason i bring weight loss is because i think a large of our large following is based off weight loss when it comes to weight loss the like ryan has said and asha said the foundation of it is calories in calories out right but there's so many things that can affect that and i think that's the part that people get really wrapped up into is not mm -hmm. understanding that sentence when people are like there's a lot of things so when we say mm -hmm. that sentence and ask uh, there will be a question i want to bring up to you as a trainer is when we say that there's so much that affects it it's usually that the effect is the adherence so whenever i see people not losing weight um based off macros i've given them like clients you know for example and then I review their MyFitnessPal and it's like here, maybe they were an adherence, right? Like 1500. 
here they didn't track their dinner here they were at 1800 like they're kind of all over the place and they come to me very frustrated because they're tracking right part of losing weight tracking can be a tool in that right Mm -hmm. and that's a really good way to look at it but it's kind of hard to objectively look because even if you track your best you might not be tracking as well as you think you are and i think that's very very frustrating for a lot of people so that's when i think a lot of people go this doesn't work it's not working for me i didn't i haven't lost the weight this doesn't work so with that being said ash do you when you coach your clients Mm-hmm. And they're really struggling to adherence um, of that deficit. You know, they want to lose weight and they're struggling to the adherence. How would you coach someone through those moments that they really want to lose weight? They want to lose, you know, these 10 pounds. They have maybe a PCOS, maybe a Hashimoto's. And they really feel like it doesn't work. It's calories in, calories out does not work. How would you talk to them and how would you handle that situation for them to help them increase their adherence so they can be able to see the the weight loss yeah um i think that and this is one thing i know i've heard you talk about it before too but something that's like what's going to bring the best consistency and adherence is something that's as sustainable and enjoyable as possible within you know like what you need so even though you know 2,500 calories and pizza every day is super enjoyable. That's not going to be like sustainable, you know, try, you're not going to reach any goals with that. And so how can we make, you know, whether it's 15 or 1800 calories, how can you make, I think first and foremost is making it something that they can enjoy and that they can look forward to. And so, um, I have, when I first sign on clients, I have kind of like a nutrition guide or just, I call it a nutrition guide, but it's just a general like few pages of just kind of the basics of nutrition of like what are carbs, protein, and fat, you know, the the effects they have on hunger levels and um, calories per gram, things like that. And so with, with that baseline, like how can we use that to your benefit and how can we focus in? So it comes down to, you know, maybe things that a lot of us know of having um, like lean protein and vegetables at every meal, because we know that that's going to keep us very full. It's going to be so good for us and we can have a lot of it for like relatively low calories. And so having, so someone who's struggling to adhere is, I think we can use what, what we know about nutrition to establish a, a baseline. We know that will work of like the lean proteins and vegetables, but then, you know, make something about it enjoyable every single day. So whether it's like, you know, like, I have, um, I have one client who like loves chocolate. And so we take like Greek yogurt and then we can put a few chocolate chips in it. You kind of like dress up your favorite foods to make it more enjoyable. And so, um, to, to make, so making it as enjoyable and sustainable as possible. But then there's also the reality of sometimes it just sucks. Sometimes like, it's just not fun to stick to your calorie deficit. And, um, for those people who it, it doesn't matter how, like, yes, I know it's going to be hard, but this goal is so important to me. So I want to get there, even though it sucks. Like sometimes we just like have to talk through the suck. <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, like we just have to yes. talk about like, this is, it's, it's going to be hard. Like this is not fun. Yes. Our body is fighting this, but like you have a goal that you set for yourself and you're, you're investing this time and this money into the coach and the nutrition and food and stuff like that. So sometimes it's, it's just going to be hard, but like think kind of, looking forward of, of, um, what good are, are you getting out of this, which is going to be really good, you know, eventually. Right. Right. Getting talked about that today with, uh, the negative thoughts because Melissa was like, I hate that I have to practice positive thinking to have positive Mm. thoughts. Every morning, I Um, swear my brain, I really have to like 
fight negative thoughts. Right. I have to yeah. like really, I, every morning I have to do affirmations because my brain yeah. is in like chaos mode. So yep. I have to like turn on my phone into personal. I have to go into do not disturb. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But anyway. Yeah. I was telling you, <laughs> I kind of hate that. I always have to like fight to have positive thoughts. Right. That's so true. The same way though. And, and this is kind of how I reframed it. The thought that came to my head was like, it does suck. Right. Like you said, and it's not fun, but like, it is what it is. So instead of framing it as sucking, we frame it as it's what needs to get done. Like, mm, and I, wow. and the analogy that I said to her was like, well, it would also be great if we didn't have to work to make our bodies feel good and like how we looked mm. in the mirror. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I wish we didn't have to like run and lift and like, you <laughs> know, do all these things to make our body the way we wanted it to but we do, you know, mm -hmm. so like, that's what we have to do. So that's instead awesome. of like, this sucks, when does it end? You say it doesn't end. This well, is yep. what needs to happen. And it'll so, just get better and it'll get easier. Yeah. So this is what we do now. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is how, like, I practice negative or positive thinking and then it becomes a habit. Right. And so reframing it that way, I think helps a lot when you're just like, that is how it is. And I'm not saying that like people who want to lose weight have to be losing weight forever. Um, right. But, but like enjoying the, the journey. Yeah. The things yeah. you enjoy are different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's an important distinction to make. I agree. And I think finding ways to enjoy those important or those delicious things you love. Like I'm a little, do you know, do you know what crumble is? Crumble cookies. Have you ever heard oh, of them? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm a crumble cookie whore. Okay. I love crumble cookies <laughs> so much. I love cookies in general. I just really do. Oh, yeah. But for me, the minute I, and I've had a full cookie, man, I tell you, I will literally drop into a nap. Like the minute I have all that cookie, I'm in a nap. And it's, I, I relate it back to my PCOS because like just that carbohydrate spike mm -hmm. for me and that insulin spike is almost too much on my body. And so yeah. I've learned to be okay with the fourth because I would rather have the fourth cookie and enjoy it and like feel good about mm -hmm. myself and not drop into a nap than not yeah. so yeah i think that's like huge it's not I, I i said this in one of my videos where i'm like yes you can still enjoy your favorite foods while you're losing weight but it it has to be in modification i wish yeah. 900 calories of a crumble cookie could be my day and i mean so maybe oh, one yes. day it could be but in a deficit that makes your life really really hard it does yeah yeah no you, you feel terrible <laughs> yeah right right so um I was just going to ask you two questions. And, um, what are your thoughts on meal plans? Like when someone mm -hmm. comes to you and wants a meal plan, like what is your raw authentic thought on meal plans? Yeah, I think, um, so I, I don't know what I, so, um, <laughs> I have like mixed thoughts. I, I, so I like the, the idea of, you know, someone to have, someone wanting to have something to stick to that's consistent. Um, and I've been meaning to like look at this more. So I don't have, I have nutrition guides and like little templates that they can fill in as needed. Um, from, I also meant to look into this more. I should know this right now, but from my understanding, is it like our coaches allowed to quote unquote prescribe meal plans or is that, okay. That's something that only dietitian, like a registered dietitian can do, right? Okay. You have, right. you have to be a registered. Well, I think it might differ from state to state, but I believe in the United States, you have to be a certified nutrition specialist, a dietitian, or a nutritionist, okay. right? Those are the three qualifications to be able to prescribe a meal plan. A personal trainer is not allowed to prescribe a meal plan. 
it goes out of your scope of practice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, don't, I don't love them because it, it also doesn't teach like any like prince core principles of nutrition. And so, yeah, so you got, you guys know. So I think, I think it's way more valuable and way more worth the client's time for us to like sit down and be like, Hey, this is the basics of how nutrition works in the body. Let, like, let's build off of this. And that way they're not going to be like stuck needing a coach for forever. They can, you know, in five years from now, they can be like, Hey, this is, I know this is how to fuel my body. Right. And like learn to adapt. And that's why I feel like I'm very against meal plans. And it's not because the meal plan itself I'm against, because I understand when I first started, I wanted someone to write me a meal plan because I wanted to know yeah. how to eat right. But I talked about it on my Instagram last night. Like there's no eating right for one person to fit all exactly. right. My eating yep. right looks different than your eating right. And I think people get really like confused on eating right. And it's like how that's like a good thing to learn with a coach or even by yourself of like, what does eating right look for you and the goal you have for you? I think it's yep. more expansive. And I think for so long, it's been black and white. You want to lose weight, you need to follow a meal plan. You need to follow Atkins. You need to follow Weight Watchers, right? So black and white that now that this set of, I don't know, uh, trainers, coaches, nutritionists are coming in and we're saying, hey, no, there's this gray area because this is like the yeah. reality of life, right? You're not going to stick to a meal plan 24-7. Birthday parties come up. Christmas comes up. Date nights come yes. up. So how about we learn to understand food and how to understand food for it to work for you, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's my thought on meal plans. And I just wanted to hear if that's kind of like similar because I I always think I'm like maybe there is a different I'm always looking for a different perspective like I'm always open to changing my mind but typically I'm like no see I was right <laughs> yeah yeah and that's I think okay. yeah you're like okay yes I'm right as always no I'm kidding um yeah no I think especially like in our space uh, I mean I follow some dietitians like I, I love like dietitians too. Um, I think yeah. in our space of people, like of trainers, um, I think it's, it's much more, yeah, just like I said, valuable and much more worth it to the client to just like take the time and talk about the core principles. Cause if you always, it's kind of like, um, I think back, like if you've ever been in school, like, like the really good teachers that you've had or like professors or whatever, will teach not only get, you know, they'll give you the definitions of things and they'll teach you the core principles, but then you know, you'll give a number of different examples of how you can apply it to that. And yeah, teachers who do just one or the other aren't super helpful. I'm I'm thinking of one one specific. It was a statistics professor who like, oh my gosh, it was it was so difficult. And I felt like the only way I learned was from like I, I felt like we were never taught like the what even is this concept? We were just like given all oh, these are some examples of it, and then it's like I finally learned that, you know, that concept of statistics by like getting five questions wrong of like, oh, so that's how it gets done. So anyway, that or, you know, yeah. you give you have some people who like tell you the definition of a concept, but don't give you any examples. And then you can't even apply it to real life. And so, so then you're like stuck trying to memorize it. That exactly. was me in college all the time. I remember yeah. I was in math 1050 and I had failed math 1050. It was the only class I've ever failed in my entire life. And mm -hmm. I was like, what it is, what it is. Anyway, I went to math yeah. 1050 the next semester and I was like, I need to understand why the crocodile doesn't go this way with this stupid yes. two at the top. Yes. Like I need that. And then yeah. you're absolutely right. When I had professors who would go into the anecdotal of everything, like yep. the nuance, all of it, like it was so much more helpful because then I actually retained it. And I was like, oh, the hippo yes. on campus. Okay, the hippocampus. Okay, that's what they do. Oh, the Amy. Amy's crazy. Crazy Amy. She's the amygdala, you know, like all oh, these yeah. yep. certain things that I was yes. like, oh, this is actually really helpful. So I absolutely yeah. agree to that. 
Um, yeah. I love that you even said that. Oh, sometimes I miss college. I kind of miss yeah. like, the routine of it. And then I don't. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to be done. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, she stayed longer than Yeah, she did. She, well, I got my bachelor's degree and I was like, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> okay. Um, Ry, do you have a question or can I ask her this next question? Uh, you can, you can okay. Ask me. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Ash, the one other question I want to ask you, I know we've taken a lot of your time, but <laughs> what are your thoughts on people or that um, try to restrict? So they're going into weight loss or even like maybe coaches that try to get people to restrict and they tell their clients, you can't have gluten, you can't have dairy, oh, okay. cut this out. If you want to lose weight, cut the soda, cut the junk. What are your thoughts? Like, are are you do you have a background in understanding restriction and behavior within that? Do you think anything should be cut also and restricted? Mm, yeah, I, I mean, unless someone like right off the top of my head, no, unless they're like allergic or you know something like should you t you know if someone's allergic to something if they don't like something of course like don't eat that but don't eat that. um I I think I, I think things like oh like. Um, if someone's trying to lose weight and they read online that they should cut out gluten or they should cut out dairy, like, okay, so to them, it's like, oh, so cutting out gluten and dairy is how you lose weight. When in reality, like that, like we've talked about, that doesn't teach you like the underlying principles of maybe why someone may have had success from that. It's not because they went from having gluten to not having gluten. It's like, think about how many foods have wheat, barley, and rye in them, which is the storage protein, which is like what, um, cause gluten is, you know, is a storage protein in wheat, barley, and rye. You have, you, so you went from having like this many options to like this many, so you're quite literally like, at the end of the day, you're just eating less food. And so, um, so those kind of like um, diets of cutting out of like, unless you, unless one person truly feels better when they don't eat that, we don't have to tell everyone that they shouldn't have you know, gluten or dairy or whatever. And I think, um, I'm sure like you guys, I would imagine you feel similarly of like those overly restrictive diets are just so unsustainable and they make you crazy. You know, they can make you feel crazy. And that's how you, you kind of have that over restriction and then you kind of have that, that binge and you have this just like vicious binge and restrict cycle. Um, and so I think that, that it, it's just too dangerous and too risky. Again, I think it just goes back to like understanding, like, um, like the basics of how nutrition works with our body and then, and then working with that. Um, there was something else that I was going to say about restriction and, Oh, um, this is something like I've kind of thought, I was thinking about this over the last day of like, I think there is such a, people tend to confuse or think of them as the same of being in a calorie deficit to lose weight and like over restricting and under eating. Like when you're, when you're under eating so much that, you know, you're eating way less than your BMR and it's like making you feel like crap that that's, we know is not healthy versus, you know, if you're in a, whatever, 500 calorie deficit to help you reach some weight loss goals, like those are two different things. And one of them can, can be perfectly sustainable. Um, but I think a lot of times, like some of the anti-diet accounts that I've seen, they will talk about dieting and they'll give reasons why you shouldn't diet. And those are actually just reasons of why you shouldn't, you know, eat half of what your BMR is. And for those listening, we know like metabolism is made up of not only your basal, your BMR, which is if you were to lay flat all day, you, your body would still burn, you know, for some people, 13 to 1800 calories on top of the, the calories we burn when we eat on top of the calories where we work out and when we just move and walk. And so Anyway, so what I mean by BMR is people who have like 800 calories a day or something. We know that that's like terrible. Um, 
anyway, that's just, sorry, it's kind of like unrelated, but I think um, there's a distinction between completely like under eating and then just being in a slight calorie deficit to like, you know, get leaner. So the, the, the extremes, people talk about the extremes yes. too much. It's, it's yeah. It's, okay. Well, you're starving. You don't starve yourself. So eat whatever you want. But no, you got to be, it's yeah. in between and yeah. it's not a diet, it's your diet. So like mm. reframe that, like, don't go on a diet, change your diet. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Cause your diet's like what you're eating daily. Exactly. Right. That's what the word means, but we've as a society and culture completely messed that all up <laughs> and uh, gone on diets instead of just adjusting our diet well and while we're on the topic i think we need to really clarify um counting calories like i said earlier is a tool for a caloric deficit you don't have to count calories to be in a caloric <laughs> deficit you could be in keto and people eliminate a carbohydrate group which is 4k cal so you're in a deficit naturally because you're eliminating a whole freaking macro group, right? And you're only sticking to two. And then same with intermittent fasting, like typically with intermittent fasting, you're closing off windows. So you're not eating breakfast or you're not having like a later dinner. Yeah. Um, all these trendy diets, they're in a caloric deficit. Like that's the yeah. whole basis of it. And I just really want to emphasize that it's not because they cut the carbs and uh, now all of a sudden they're in ketosis and now their body is incredible. It's no, they were, they went into a caloric deficit and that was the easiest way they adhered to it. So closing, go, just go ahead. Closing thing. Since you, uh, were talking about how you did a lot of research, like in cancer and like disease like that, mm -hmm. I I'm curious what things you've studied and you've seen like what lifestyle contributes mm -hmm. the most to like cancer and disease and yeah. how to best mitigate combat that? that how do you combat that like what's the best kind of lifestyle or the things to avoid in your lifestyle so that you know you can have more longevity yeah yeah i have a really like um I've got an answer for you, but I'm sure it's just like not going to surprise that many people. So the my um, area of expertise was pancreatic cancer. And so the biggest um, risk factors for those were obesity, physical inactivity and smoking. Um, and then for, of course, in, in some cancers, there are genetic components. Um, I would say in, in my cohort of, of cancer patients, we had about 200, um, and a few of them had it like run in their family, but over, I can't, I should know these numbers, over half of them were, um, obese and almost all of them were overweight to obese. Um, and so just having that extra, we call it excess adiposity of just, you know, so much accumulation of fat on your body when it gets into your organs and your heart and things like that it, it makes things dysfunctional and i know people hate talking about that and, and hearing that but that's that's a huge risk factor um like i said physical inactivity and often um poor a really poor diet which like i totally understand that some of it is um can be affected by socioeconomic status but that those are huge things um that contribute to it. And then, so kind of like zooming out and my understanding of cancer as a whole, um, the biggest things, you know, there are things that make massive, massive differences. And then there are things that like might make a small difference for one person, but not make a difference for another. And so when I think about, you know, when we're talking to, to large audiences, the things that make massive differences are, are things that you probably heard your whole life of getting physical activity, having a, like an overall well-balanced diet. Um, but 
and with that well and when we say well-balanced diet we mean like being able to hit your mac like having all the food groups and macronutrients so like high protein nutrient dense fruits vegetables things like that um but from my under and from a lot of people's understanding of the data it is completely safe and okay you know like have the chocolate bar drink your diet coke kind of thing like we know like when you're doing in the context of a well-balanced diet like you know if you're having that you know once a day or a couple times a week or whatever in, in the grand scheme of things, when you're doing the things like, you know, using sunscreen and getting exercise, you know, things like that, those are going to have the, right. the biggest differences. So nothing groundbreaking, I know, but it's well, like it, it kind of goes back I, to that, really. I love the way that you answered that, though, because we tend to focus too much on the little things that don't move the needle a lot. So exactly. it's like if you're 50 pounds overweight, maybe don't worry about like carcinogens you know like maybe don't worry about like the toxicity of blueberries you know what i mean like maybe just worry about trying to have a better overall more balanced diet increase protein increase your movement right and like just do those core things first before you worry about any of the other smaller things i just feel like right now society is trying so hard to pull all these trigger words and things to scare people and i think the biggest message because honestly ashley you're you know you're this professional you've worked in this field for so long um and i think the reason why i wanted you on here more than anything is to help people understand like they don't need to be fearful they don't need to be scared they can be mindful but i don't think you should ever make a decision out of your health due to to just fear does that make sense like oh yeah i'm not gonna eat or I'm not going to use the sunscreen because this person said it had this toxic ingredient in it and it's not, I'm just not going to use it. And it's like, I think like you said, dosages matter, right? Like the amount you're consuming or having matters. And I just think too many people here, aspartame so bad, this is so bad. And I just think I wanted you on here to tell them like, it's okay. You're not going to die from having uh, aspartame, sucralose, all the things, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if we're going to make that argument of like, oh, you shouldn't have aspartame because it's going to kill you, then then okay. If if we are cutting out things that have the potential to kill you, then everyone should stop drinking water because too much of that will also kill you, you know? Like it (laughs) will dilute the – because we have, you know, electrolytes in our blood and – you have we too much water that doesn't have air pollution we <laughs> yeah. stop breathing for 30 seconds every i minute. mean yeah it's yeah. like at, at this point i mean people turn it into a game so it's like stick to the basics and just like don't worry i promise it's fine we're here to answer questions i know it's it's so confusing so right i love that i love it well ash we've taken so much of your time and this is better than i could have ever imagined and i know we're gonna have you back on the podcast so thank you so much for just coming on and just being yeah. yourself and helping hopefully a lot of people not fear things and better understand things and figure out how to navigate social media because i think that's such a big thing we need to learn in this day and age um yeah. and you guys give ashley do you want to give out your um your at name whatever yes. whichever one yeah Handles. so on t- uh, yeah, my handle on TikTok is just my first and last name, Ashley Freeman, with an underscore at the end. Um, and then on Instagram, it's Ashley Freeman 97. So those are both of those. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. I, this was so Here's... fun. I, I love getting to talk to you. <laughs> I'm so glad. I hope to have you in person next time. All right, you yeah. guys, you know what to do. If this podcast resonated with you, send it to a friend, a family member, and give it to them straight. <laughs>